to Butter With That, a movie podcast. Friends get together, talk about movies, uh, chaos ensues. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, so this month we are continuing our 90s month, a nice uh, homage to the decade and the movies that it created. Um, before we dive into this week's movie, wanted to kind of check in, see how people are doing, see if people saw any good movies, shows, mm -hmm. any new insights about life. I feel like we've seen some decent trailers this week. Ooh. That's a yes. thing. Yeah, how about it? Ooh, what boy. trailers have you all I seen? I mean, I guess they would have been revealed a little bit ago, but... What is yeah, time? Yeah, true. But, like, you know. Still but we just saw them, so... Um, so there's a Midsummer. Oh, I'm so excited. Which, uh, what's it? Ari Aster? Ari Aster. Yeah. Um, so the, the person who did... Yeah, hereditary. Ooh, what is it? A, or what did you at least think it was about? Um, so it's called Midsummer. So it's like very. Um, I mean, immediately I was like, "Oh, this seems like a um, Wicker Man esque type movie." Mm -hmm. um, so it's just kind of like it's culty still. As I understand it, it's like a, it's uh, it's like some sort of like festival that's being advertised, but it only goes on once in in Sweden once every ninety years. Mm. Uh, but there's a lot of secrecy about what it involves, and um, the trailer does little to explain any of that. It just sort of provides a lot of imagery. One thing that's really exciting about it, I think, is that Hereditary is a really dark movie visually. There's very little light mm. in that film. This movie, from what's presented in the trailer, it seems to be almost shot entirely in daylight. Daylight horror. Which oh, is wow. awesome. A daylight horror movie about a Swedish cult sounds like sounds fucking great. terrifying. So I'm really excited. <laughs> I know. There's yeah. that end part in the trailer where um, it's someone peering through a keyhole mm -hmm. and you just hear this growing swell of people screaming, but mm -hmm. it's unclear if it's screams of pleasure or screams of horror, but mm -hmm. it gets louder and louder, and then the trailer just ends. Yeah. Midsummer. Ooh. Summer really 2019. Excited. Yeah, that should be good. What's the the movie trailer that we both watched today? Um, is it called Bright Side? Yeah. Bright? James Gunn Bright. produced... Hold on, I'm, I'm Googling it. It's basically like a Superman horror movie kind of thing, where it's like a, a kid is like found, um, and exhibits Brightburn. Yeah, Brightburn. Like some superhero powers, um, but utilizes them for like bad potentially. Um mm. so it seems really interesting. Um it it looked very, very creepy from the trailer. Uh, Elizabeth Banks is in it, who's been yeah. in a few other cool. games gone product. That um, sounds really and he wears this cool like gas mask thing and like can burn things and mm -hmm. like is invincible it seems so yeah it's like powder except and you hear him can... oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> you hear him say like i'm trying to use my powers for good and you like just see like fucking chaos ensuing and you're like mm -hmm. okay <laughs> there's a guy like i think like the kids like in front of him or there's fire or something he's in a car and it won't start and he's like i'm just like oh no 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 <laughs> it was so yeah. funny so i think we'll have that great i don't know who's directing it um but it seems like we'll have that great kind of style of, like, really horrible things happening with, like, a really great balance of, like, yeah, comedy. It's, like, James Gunn and also his brothers or something who have, like, worked on this. Let me see who's directing it. He has, like, a... He has a ton of brothers, apparently, and they're credited in at least, like, doing some creative stuff on this movie. Um, the Gunn Brothers production. Yeah. And then, um... David Yarovetsky and James Gunn, Brian Gunn, Mark Gunn mm. working on writing. Um, I also saw the trailer for the Good Omen show that's coming out today, and that also looks amazing. Um, so it's an adaptation of the book by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett, which is very, very good. Mm. David Tennant. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. 
And um, Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. Um, I someone there's someone cool playing like God, and I forget who it is. But um, in the trailer, they showed John Hamm as one of the angels, also. Yes. And I was like, hell yeah, handsome angel. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, right. Like the most angelic. God, that book is so good. I hope he plays the character he plays on Thirty Rock, where he's an angel that thinks he (laughs) can do anything. (laughs) Yet he's the most incompetent angel. He's in the oh, angel so beauty good. bubble. <laughs> when he thinks he can speak Italian. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness. That's really good. Well, I saw a movie recently, um, which uh, probably will come up later in this episode. Uh, it was the Flat Earthers documentary called Ooh, Beyond nice. the Curve. It's so good. Pretty interesting stuff. Um, new uh, insights into a... Uh, belief in a community that I didn't know much about and now it truly is a community a little bit more about yeah it was I think it was definitely a uh, kind of a balanced look into uh yeah um flat earthers does it matter what the earth looks like can we just save it I know right well there's some pretty wild belief yeah, I, we'll save it for yeah. That. Watch it. We, we'll save it for later. Yeah, really. yeah. Save it for later, or yeah, you um, definitely. It's like ninety minutes. It goes by quick. Yeah, it's it's, really it's very it's very Netflix. interesting. Um, yeah. So um, we can dive right in. So this week we're actually talking about uh, the Truman Show, nineteen ninety eight movie uh, starring Jim Carrey, directed by Peter Weir, written by uh, Andrew Nichol who I learned in researching this movie also wrote Gattaca, which is a oh. movie I really love and has, I mean, is more sci-fi really than Truman Show is, but well, this um, is like, it's yeah, dystopian yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. And that's actually, yeah. Something I was wondering, uh, especially for people that watched it and read their reviews, like, like how much sci-fi mm. element do you get um, in, <clears throat> in this movie? Um, but to kind of just, give an overview about why I specifically chose the Truman Show for this episode. Um, Some kind of thoughts that I was... Kind of... Some thoughts I was thinking about. A great statement from me. Um, So while this movie kind of knowingly and uh, certainly satirically and predicts and tackles these ideas of, like, voyeuristic TV exploitive aspects of showbiz, movies, um, the sort of ever-present nature of product placement in TVs, Mm -hmm. that these ideas that Mm -hmm. feel very now and contemporary, this movie, I thought, felt like it dealt with those issues. It still feels very, uh, a very 90s take on a lot of Mm. things that feel very relevant to today. So this movie existed kind of before, I think, society really began to feel the... um, pervasiveness and at times sort of the like damaging consequences of thinking about this idea of what reality is so before the Truman or like what would follow after this movie came out was uh reality the genre of reality tv taking over like real world started in 1992 certainly uh ushered in the era uh but little did we know that like by 2018 2019 there'd be 15th excuse me, five oh fifty different reality TV shows to choose from within the course of, like, one year. Hmm. Um, the fact that uh, cameras exist in, like, many homes, offices, public mm-hmm. spaces. People watch live feeds on YouTube of other people doing things, animals, nature, you know, whatever. That's a very 
uh, pervasive part, like type of content that people watch. Um, During the Eagles uh, Super Bowl night, like after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, so many people were watching who couldn't be in the city. Um, other people with phones like celebrating mm -hmm. at City Hall. So, so that's yeah, that reminds me of. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, this is like a definitely a part of our life. And the Truman Show as a as a movie feels like sort of more of this fun dystopic thought exercise, but really it's actually all around us. And what I kind of have been thinking a lot about having watched the Flat Earthers documentary <laughs> and now thinking about the Truman Show is how this distrust of reality is taken to an extreme where you have conspiracy mm. theorists tied to a lot of conservative fringe groups who are, you know, you've got flat earthers that actually believe the world looks like the, the Omnicorp mm -hmm. half globe in um, the Truman Show um, to, yeah, anti-vaxxers to like conspiracies that Alex Jones is, you know, perpetuating. Our president is a reality TV star. TV star. So shark. he's a shark. He's what a, a shark. disgusting sentence to have to utter. <laughs> Who's also perpetuating these ideas of like distrusting, having distrust of like mm -hmm. journalists, of mm -hmm. news sources, things like that. So, you know, throughout the movie, I root for Truman. He represents sort of this <laughs> nice rebellion of this constructed reality, but also like it got me really thinking about kind of. Um, how this can be taken to an extreme, um, like distrust of education and like, you know, what, we're, you know, what is the nature of reality? So that's kind of a way to talk about kind of a movie um, and kind of what I was thinking about as far as it being a 90s, 90s movie. So I want to throw it over to uh, the person that watched the trailer, which was Sam. And yeah, what did you get from the trailer and the marketing uh, of The Truman Show? Okay, so um, the trailer is super overwhelming. Like, if you have anxiety, this is going to hit all your pressure points. Um, and the reason being is it just continues to ask you questions. And so some of the questions were, what if you were watched every moment of your life? And it's like, God, we kind of are yeah. in some ways with social media. Um, what if you were the first child to be legally adopted by a corporation? Yeah. <laughs> what if your world was make-believe? What if everyone in your life was an actor? Is that the voice in the trailer? No. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, you act like these aren't thoughts I have all the time. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. What if you didn't know until now? And then I was like, Tori and I watched it at work. Well, we weren't working, but like we, like we, whatever. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We weren't clocked in, and um, I was like sitting on the couch, just like having a moment of like, God, I hate where I am right now. This existential crisis. But something else that came up was we accept the reality we're given, and that's so fucking true. Yeah, that's um Ed Harris's line, right? Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that like really just blows my fucking mind is the fact that like colors that I see are different for other people. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. don't you even know? get me started. Like, I, I can't go down. I cannot go down this road. <laughs> but it reminded me a lot of this is like reality is so subjective. Mm -hmm. And so some of the other things that you see in this trailer are um, 
like everyone is tuning the fuck in. They're like, oh, Truman's on. You know, they put it on. You know, that's not what. Direct quote from the movie. (laughs) So they're watching it and they're all like pulling for Truman in one way. They're pulling for this character. But as the trailer goes on, you see that um, Truman like both um, gets control of his own life and then like completely loses control and gets control once again. Like, there's oh no now I think I'm getting it confused with the clip that we watched but you do see like him just no kind I feel of like go, they show like him I, fighting back yeah, within the trailer so though. he kind of does go off the rails a little bit mm-hmm. and it's like well wouldn't you like it felt so relatable in this sense it's like if you're thinking that everyone around you is like not sincere in their actions and like you're in this like crazy paranoid plot like a lot of folks with anxiety feel like like yeah that shit's gonna happen so like. It really makes you want to watch it, and it really goes for your pressure points. Uh, Now, when it comes to the marketing of the movie, so um, first of all, the the budget of the movie was $60 million, and it made about um, $264 million. So it it certainly did. Um, So the marketing that they did for this movie clearly fucking worked. And so some of the movie posters that I saw, and I really remember this like even at the time. Um, So the first one that if you look it up on Wikipedia, is um, basically if you were like in Times Square and you were watching like the scrolling <laughs> mm-hmm. pictures, the scrolling advertisements, it's that, but just a live feed of Truman the whole time. So you have that and it's like live day 10,909, the Truman Show. And then you have like other uh, movie posters that I'm going to bring up right now because I don't play them. They're like um, a bunch of like um, TV screens together that make up his face. So they're really Mm -hmm. just like playing on the fact that like this is all a television Mm -hmm. show, which is cool. And Christine, like you're talking about if reality TV was just really getting its start, like I can I can totally understand why people would be interested in this movie. Mm. Yeah, like like I think Survivor would come out. Maybe a year or two after. Oh, whoa. Um, yeah. Mm. Like Big Brother and all that. Um, quick question uh, back to Sam. Did you get a sense from the marketing or the trailer that it was being pitched more as a comedy or more as a sci fi movie? I would say neither. I think that it's more just like drama. Drama. Yeah, cool. Um, so I will. Throw it over to Connor, who uh, read the trailer or read the reviews. He <laughs> um, read the words on the trailer. <laughs> so the reviews were pretty much unanimously awesome. Um, people both in 1998 when the film came out, and I found a lot of reviews from 2014. I guess that was some anniversary math. Um, uh, 15 years. 15 years. So I guess there's maybe some DVD re-release. Um, the Rotten Tomatoes average was 94 percent, and the audience is 89 percent. Um, so pretty much right there together. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, the critic consensus was a funny, tender, and thought-provoking film. The Truman Show is all the more noteworthy for its remarkable, oh, I can't say this word, pre- prescient vision prescient. of a, prescient, thank you, of a runaway celebrity culture and a nation with an insatiable thirst for the private details of ordinary lives. Um, I really wanted to read this for that last part about the private details of ordinary lives. Because, Sam, mm-hmm. you brought up this idea of Facebook, Instagram, like all of these social medias. We were broadcasting 
what we want ourselves to be perceived as for the world at all time. Um, um, uh, I'll get back to that. <laughs> Go ahead. Sure. Um, a lot of critics praise the film for its inventiveness, it being extremely creative, uh, juggling multiple themes and tones, being the sort of like campy of like um, uh, Jim Carrey's character Truman, being this sort of like happy-go-lucky guy when these kind of like dark, swirling things are happening around him. Um, one review from the South Florida Sun Sentinel said a disturbing, spooky, but eventually uplifting drama slash satire slash horror film starring Jim Carrey. Um, so I think it's interesting how a lot of people really liked how it was sort of trying to juggle different themes, different ideas, and different tones. Um, some people, uh, some of the funny uh, audience reviews I read, comparing it to like pre-Black Mirror. So mm. something that like oh. makes us question our own reality. Yeah. Um, this sort of being like a proto version of what Black Mirror, you know, so incredibly popular today. Somebody also gave this movie a half star on Letterbox for saying <laughs> it is too real, too scary, scariest movie I've ever seen, and I'm never <laughs> going to watch it again. Half that star. sounds like it's so maybe doing it. like its job. I guess <laughs> I would give that a five star if yeah, I. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, Jimmy Joe's actually Show a horror movie. movie and was marketed as a horror movie. Um. Uh, people also really resonated with like Jim Carrey. We're super glad to see him in this performance. Everyone touted all the um, supporting actors, production design. So all around, um, really kind of fun. And the, most of the negative reviews were people who did not like Jim Carrey. Interesting. Uh, just in general. So it sounds like this is not a movie that would win somebody who is kind of tired of Jim Carrey's act. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting. Which is I interesting, too. true. Yeah. No, I mean, go ahead, Christina. I, I would just, I think this shows his range. Right. Yeah. yeah, this I think people Especially early on in his career. Yeah, I saw this as a turning point mm -hmm. in Jim Carrey's career. This is after I think Liar Liar. This is after Dumb and Dumber. This was um, right after this was 98. So in 1993 he was the highest paid actor in the United States. By 93? Mm -hmm. um, wow. He was uh commanding a basically like retainer of entry for a project of twenty million dollars. For this one he went to twelve million because it involved dramatic acting instead of comedic acting. Huh, and that twenty shit. million in ninety three would probably be like sixty, seventy million today. Damn, what movies had he done by nineteen ninety three? He was uh by ninety well, ninety three was just a huge year. Mm -hmm. That was I believe that was Dumb and Dumber Ace Ventura one, oh, and I think right. also The Mask. The Mask, yeah, those were all three. So that yeah, was the like, Mask is so early. He was busy that year, and he was making bank. And then rolling into the the following years, uh, like with Ace Ventura two or Liar Liar, he could just mm. stroll into a project with the full expectation, or Batman Forever, stroll mm. into the project mm. with the assumption that he's going to be paid an exorbitant amount of money for who he is. Damn, riding that '90s wave, Jim Carrey. Um, Cool. Well, then Tori watched the movie, and so Tori, I would love to, mm -hmm. I mean, you'd seen this movie before, right? Years and years ago. Like, not, not like, when it came out, but I was, like, probably, like, young teenager when I saw this movie. Um, so this is the first time since. Um, and I remember... Even very early on when I first saw this movie, the amount of anxiety this movie gave me <laughs> mm -hmm. the whole time, just being like, please, dear God, get out of this place. This is horrible. Like Sea Haven. Oh, my God. Yeah, Sea Haven. So idyllic um, and so horrible. Yeah. Oh, God. Which is just like very, um, you know, growing up in like New England and stuff, very much that like quintessential like seaside town kind of vibe, too, is like interesting. Um, but yeah, like now that I'm like a little like older and like have, you know, seen more stuff and everything um it is like interesting like how like 
interesting and like like I wrote down it's like light dystopian like it's like funny dystopian <laughs> stuff you know where it's like there's it's definitely like horrific and like anxiety inducing in a lot of moments but like you know you also cast Jim Carrey in a role like this for a specific reason and you definitely get more serious Jim Carrey but he also has those moments of just being like oh I'm crazy and wacky mm-hmm, yeah. you know so he like still has like those like breakout points oh and the role was originally at one point going to go to Robin Williams Oh, oh, that's interesting. Huh. Yeah. I also, so it's interesting also that you said it was more of a light dystopic because um, Nichols originally cons- like thought of the story as being called The Malcolm Show and set in New I York City yeah. as a much darker, grittier right. version mm. of this guy starring in his own reality TV show. Mm-hmm. And then they considered Gary Oldman in the role. Uh-huh. And there oh. was this scene that he tried out where he was like holding up a baby or, like, he took a baby from someone and was like, I know you know my name. Say it, say it, say it. I'm going to drop your baby unless you tell me that you know my name. And so finally she's like, ah, Yeah, that's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> and it could have been a lot. see Gary Oldman dropping a, a baby. Yeah. There's a, a note that I had here that the original script was darker and had uh, critical differences from the shooting draft. The city was, uh, as we just mentioned, not a utopian city. And there were staged criminal incidents. Uh, Truman had a drinking problem. It stated that mm. uh, clearly Which, like, that fair. <laughs> clearly that Truman uh, makes love to his wife, whose true whose true name uh, is Hannah. Christoph's intention was for Truman to have uh, Meryl impregnated, and the child would carry on a spinoff of the show <gasps> via that child's uh, incorporation into this horrifying machine. Oh my God, yeah. that's so um, there was also a, I a few scenes. That. I kind of love were, that idea. There I mean, were also not like f- for oh, a, for a plot premise. That's interesting. In real life, that's a horrifying idea. Yeah, I wrote that down. I was like, what do they expect to happen as he gets older and potentially has a kid? And so, like, it's funny that that is brought up there. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, there were several deleted scenes, including one of which, which, uh, fortunately, this was deleted, uh, a scene in which the original script depicts uh, a staged rape scene witnessed by Truman, who doesn't go to help the actress about to be violated and just moves on because he's realized that this is all a manufactured reality. Um, when he does leave, the actors redress and return to normal and wonder why he didn't help or do anything to intervene. That's really wow. interesting. That really changes Definitely the a good call to have cut that scene. Also, yeah. like, where would, the, would that have fit in in, like, the movie? When like, he's on the beach as it's raining? or like Yeah, like, it's it, that seems so, like, yeah, like, but not... I feel like that all play, like, gets at this notion of, like, someone, like, distrusting what they see mm-hmm. and then reacting to a particular situation with that understanding yet uh, yeah that's it's that's like a broadly lot to applicable to like mm. the concept but as a specific example uh, an execution so, of that concept yeah. is that's too much and i'm glad it's not in it yeah. because also this movie was a pg movie i remember seeing this in the theaters with my parents now i probably didn't Which really is, i just was like oh jim carrey making faces with his face muscles but like uh, like it was it's interesting that it, it's pg and it seems like it would be a movie for adults mm. that adults can also bring their kids along yeah. to see yeah um even though like yeah it's still like really horrifying um i mean one thing i wrote down which i just thought was funny was like you picked this because of paul giamatti right oh um <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah you're nice have you seen my movies he is the like he comes very close to standing up for Truman. Now he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he, 
tries to get there. <laughs> Ed Harris is really great in it. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. like, obviously a really hateful character, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, like, towards the end, where, like, he's actually, like, directly talking to Truman, he, um... He basically tells him, like, you know, like, Truman's, like, trying to get out, and he says, like, there's no more truth in the real world, and, you know, like, it's, like, discuss, like, discusses how horrible it is and all of this stuff, and, like, wouldn't you rather stay here? Um, and as I was, like, um, going through some stuff, too, I thought it was interesting. Um, I mean, it, like, makes sense, too, like, some of the stuff I was reading was, like, yes, this has ties to the book Utopia from the 1500s, and it's, like, yeah, well, like, all of this stuff does, and it, like, it ties to the American dream, um, but two things I wanted to point out, which I thought were interesting, is that Pleasantville came out this same year. Oh, um, oh Pleasantville wow. is so The Intrix came out in 1999, mm. um, which... Uh. Also deal with, like, alternate realities. Um, You know, Pleasantville is a little bit more in line with this, like, American dream kind of, like... um I don't, like this, you know, idyllic town and this idyllic time and that sort of thing where it's like Matrix, it's obviously darker and like, you know, you're in the real world or what you think is the real world and then like that like isn't actually a reality. So it was interesting, like these different um, movies coming out around the same time that are dealing with like very similar themes in pretty different ways. Um, so those are some things that like kept coming to mind. I had to like look up years as oh. I was doing this. You know, what? I think Vanilla Sky came out around the same time too oh. that deals with a lot of like constructed reality and stuff mm. like that too yeah i mean for me something that's coming up is just like fear of the unknown so like internet was becoming mm. a really big thing there mm-hmm. and so it's sort of like understanding that we're at a crossroads of how things were before mm-hmm. and how things will never be again mm-hmm. and every time you see that happen in pop culture and in film like the movies that come out around that time are all like kind of similar they all deal with that but are all so good mm. so good mm-hmm. yeah right right at the at the turning point of the internet internet age um yeah it's interesting to think of uh pleasantville as a nice compliment to truman show i mean so the town in the movie is called sea haven mm-hmm. but it was filmed in this community called Seaside Florida mm-hmm. which they decided to to use as their set. Apparently all the cast lived in the houses Aww. like around while they were filming which was kind of interesting. From what I understand when they were scouting locations they arrived at the at the location and said to themselves this is this is the town. Mm. Like this allowed so yeah. Oh interesting. Um, and I think like thinking about Jim Carrey in this role um, something I, I mean, I, I, I really like Jim Carrey, uh, as, as a performer. Um, I feel like I go back and forth, uh, like many other thoughts about Jim Carrey, but as far <laughs> as I, I, like, yeah. I love Carrey's performance in this movie, um, because he was transitioning from just doing primarily comedic, mm-hmm. uh, roles to you know, he would do Truman Show, then he would go on to do Internal Sunshine, yeah. Spotless Mind, and mm-hmm. you can see him. The number 23. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. And then there were some nice sort of <laughs> digressions in his in his career. But also serious, I guess, serious Jim yeah. Carrey, too, so a little bit different. Certainly. And then he's now in this movie, or in this show, Kidding, um, that he's reuniting with Michelle Gondry. But uh, as Truman, I thought he had this nice balance of, like, of outward, almost over-the-top 
charm living in this small town that he hasn't left his entire life. Um, and capturing the behavior essentially as someone who's been infantilized their whole mm. life. Mm -hmm. I mean, his mother is always like, and his wife, they're, um, are like, I mean, yeah, they're all performers and they're yeah. like, um, playing roles that this movie has created for them and for Truman. Um, but he, but there's this sort of like this anger that's underneath uh this sort of cheery facade the like if i don't see ya good afternoon good, good evening, evening and good, good night, night. um yeah. which you know sh shows that kind of that charm that he has but this um yeah this this kind of anger um that's brewing underneath the surface uh from this sort of repetitive mundane life it's, it's kind of funny we bring talk about ed harris because this is also kind of reminding me of westworld mm -hmm. yes Totally. So mm -hmm. Omnicorp, so halfway through the move, the first half of the movie is just Truman living his life in Sea Haven. The, a lot of the camera shots are some look kind of like uh, spy cameras as if mm -hmm. the audience was watching. Other are just shots of him going about his day. You know, you watch the movie, you know what it, it's going to be like, but you don't yeah. get a behind the scenes mm -hmm. view until things start malfunctioning in the world. Uh, spotlights fall from the sky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, his father appears, who's supposed to have died in his younger life, appears. Um, Giving him like, aquaphobia, which is the reason right. which is so he cool. can't It's the incentive leave. that he can't leave. Yeah, yeah so right. Thorough. So creating these sort of like psychological barriers within this storyline. Um, and he starts to kind of piece together that something's not right. And then the movie really shifts and gives you perspectives within the production studio or like you you see ed harris's character christoph which is spelled christ of which yeah. i think is just so so reflective of his like omnipotent like director like role but someone it, but wrote the christ inside... off like antichrist and you were like okay guys <laughs> like yeah but okay wait yeah um but like the 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 world looks like Westworld mm -hmm. and yeah. that was it as they're kind of like manipulating the action that's going on with that with that realm that's um, uh, yeah but Dolores's journey and Truman's journey are very, very different, different. Another, very different. another movie I wanted to mention that came out in 1999 is a movie called Ed TV has anyone seen that yeah with, yeah. Matthew, with McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey and um, who else is in it Woody Harrelson which it's like uh, Matthew McConaughey is just like a video store clerk and he agrees to let like a camera crew follow him and film his whole life um, so it's like interesting that that also came out the year after mm. and I think that was Ron Howard that directed that um, so this was obviously like a very big theme around this time of like reality and like being watched, but in like ways that I wouldn't like expect it to be too, you know, mm -hmm. like it's not like your quintessential like dystopian, like sci-fi black mirror stuff that we're watching now. Right. These are much more like lighter humorous, but also this is scary as fuck kind of shit, you know? Mm -hmm. And you know, what's interesting is so there's an Ed, another Ed Harris connection, which is Snowpiercer. Yeah, yeah. And true. So, so God, Ed Harris just plays. I know like, the same character. He's a monster so most right. of the time. But but the thing is, so with Westworld and with this show, it's like controlling characters in a way that like sort of makes sense. But in Snowpiercer, it's still like controlling the characters. But instead, it's like it's not for the pleasure of other people. It's literally like the world. Mm. Like he's controlling the world from the front of the train. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that reflects like where we are at 
within, like, our own culture. Mm. Well, it also seems like they they do make him to be a very godlike character in the Truman Show also, mm-hmm. where he, he does feel like, yes, like, this is my world, I am controlling all of it, like, these are my, like, beings, and even, like, being like, yeah, like, stay here, Truman, like, I can, like, this is the the perfect, like, ideal life and all of this, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I think that, to Sam's point, it's kind of like, in the Truman Show you see the two separate, or you see two distinct spheres. One is like the entertainment world of Truman's world and then the rest of the world watching Mm. Truman. Uh Well, Snowpiercer is a very different movie, but you do see someone controlling the environment that has become the entire world, as you mentioned. And I feel like there there is a shift even from the 90s to today of like, like the entertainment sphere and the and like the world that we live in sphere being like so one in kind of like one in the same like especially with yeah like right media. i also think like when we talk about like you know truman's world and then the real world there's also like the the people working in the studio who are trying really hard to like keep him like in this place keep him down paul Giamatti. and then <laughs> paul, single-handedly paul Giamatti. i'm just doing my job and then, um, yes you know, like his his love interest um, Sylvia, who um, was an actress on the show, and then gets fired because she like feels like bad and starts to like him and tries to like tell him what's going on. And, and then after from the she, outside, yeah, yeah, after she leaves, she starts the Free Truman kind yeah. of group and is like trying to like you know find ways to get him out. Um, but like one of the things that was interesting, like the end of the movie and the finale. You know, it's this whole thing where, like, Ed Harris is like, you know, I know you, like, you know something's going on now, but stay. <laughs> like, it's not better out there. Like, you know, you're not going to get answers you need. Um, and then when he decides to leave and, like, has that really wonderful moment that also looks amazing. Oh, um, yeah. so it does. So but, um... That everyone who is watching TV is rooting for him and, like, wants him to get out. Like, every single person is like, fuck yeah. Like, they're, yeah. like, cheering for, cheering him on. So it's like, you know, you have this, like, you know, these producers and people in charge who are, like, trying to keep him in, but, like, everyone else, like, in the end is like, yeah, like, we we want him to, Go like... Truman. Yeah, like, Which every has, single person. The guy in the bathtub, like, yeah, yeah. under the shower curtain. It's so, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Which I think is kind of, like, the big reveal, even for um, uh, Ed Harris's character, is his kind of slow disappointment, not only that... The empire and the media empire he's built and the individual reality that he's invested in mm. Truman as a character has crumbled. But he's also realizing that that's not what the world wants. Yeah. it's They don't want, you know, uh, the maintenance of the lie at the expense of experience, they, albeit difficult. Yeah. Uh, and, and the fact that the, uh, the studio staff are all wearing T-shirts that say, love him, protect him, mm-hmm. which is weird yeah Um, yeah which on one hand connects to that notion of like uh sort of infantilizing this character that spent the first like 25 or 30 years of his life in front of a camera Mm -hmm. but also this idea that people take hold of that and they're like the best thing for him is to get the fuck out of this world Yeah. yeah Which is, like, it's so different than how reality has actually happened. So, like, the only reality TV show that I, like, I know is still on right now is the whatever the fuck with the Kardashians, right? And so, like... Oh, you're not 
keeping up with them. <laughs> I saw this post and it God was so true. <laughs> it's everything I've come to know about the Kardashians I was forced to know. And like that's yeah. so fucking true. And so I like listened to a few different podcasts and one like people I really respect they talked about all this drama happening with like whoever the fuck of the Kardashians someone cheating on someone else or whatever. And like people are so involved mm. in it. And instead of being like hey this person just got cheated on and like they're a public figure and it fucking sucks because now she's going to be a single mom everyone's like oh but this person's story and that person's story and so like I think when it comes to the Truman Show Mm. people were like genuinely wanting this person to succeed but like what has actually happened is we're just all living for the drama Mm. yeah and and, like they basically you see a whole bar that's like the Truman Show bar. It's like the commodification of Truman himself. Mm. So, yeah. it, like, I love the way the movie ends is he leaves, he puts his boat right in the side of that sky. Um, yeah, realizing it's Finally so overcoming the into fear it. of the water, crashing right into it, walks up the stairs, opens the door, and walks right through. And then it cuts to the guys, like, ordering pizza uh like in the car park mm-hmm. and then i don't know why i called it car park i'm not british um, <laughs> um in the parking lot and then it just cuts and so you really don't know what happens to him and you don't necessarily know what people's then response i mean well you see well, you see people like after he walks out you see everyone cheering you see sylvia like running to go like you know, Meet greet him. him. But after that moment, what do people don't have? They turn, don't after? they change the channel? They just change the channel. That's, yeah, I think like, that's the whole point. Is just, it's just like, all right, like this is over. Like there's, I'm sure something else that will entertain me. Well, but I think that comes back to the Kardashian, like Sam's Kardashian point. It's like, he did it. Climactic finish. Mm. All right, what's next? And so it's like, what happens to Truman? I mean, think <laughs> about the process he has to go mm. through, and right, the week, right. and like, yeah. Does he have a social security card? Oh, who, yeah. I mean, God. he's got nothing. But, yeah. um, yeah, like, you guys mentioned it before, but rewatching this, I was like, that final scene is unbelievably it's really shot. Great. It is so yeah. beautiful. When he's just walking along, like, mm-hmm. the wall, oh. too, in the water is, like, really, really amazing looking. Yeah, you realize what was the distant horizon, which is the very edge of the dome, yeah. is like water that's really shallow. It's like, it's not an ocean. He's, he can just walk across it. Yeah. And you see the sun in the clouds and Ed Harris's voice coming out of it, and you're just like, oh yeah, like you're supposed to be God in Christ this whole stuff. thing. Yeah, like, yeah, it's very interesting. Well, and then at the end when he's at the door, and you don't see what's behind it, it's just black, and he goes, oh, good afternoon, good evening, good evening. It's such, like, a, an amazing, gratifying Chills. moment. Yeah. yeah. I do have one question for the group. Is like, do we think it would have been more effective if we as the audience were removed of the surprise? If, like, it's revealed to us at the same rate it's revealed to Truman? Or would that not allow for the elaborate hmm. nuances of the film? So I think there was a consideration. Uh, like, I think they considered, like, making it more suspenseful. Are you mm-hmm. saying that, like... Nobody would know that it's a TV show. Things would just be coming increasingly... Uh, it would just be Truman's perspective, where things are, like, falling apart. Reality is... Oh, we never get that. But without an answer up until that very moment. Oh, so no Kristoff, no Moon. No, 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 no. That all happens, but at the end, when he confronts it the same oh. way in the movie. But, like, up until then, he's just experiencing it. Or we're experiencing it as viewers the same way he's Oh, that sounds... and so you're kind of like, what's happening? Like, yeah, what's going right. on with this dude? Putting you more in the character's shoes. <laughs> so I you're think... like, is he crazy? 
like, is it, you know, because it's also like there's parts where he's just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, right. what is going on here? Which would be more our experience. That yeah. could be that, that sounds like a the difference between like a Black Mirror episode and like a movie. You know what? Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. That's ex- where it's that like that. It. Where Black Mirror, there are a lot of amazing episodes of Black Mirror, but a lot of them are just I can't like watch that show. the trick at the end. Mm-hmm. When right, it's like, I right, feel like right. this movie, if it was just the trick at the end, would be like, oh, that's kind of neat. What's next? I, I, I feel like it would rob be, it of something. Uh, yeah. In terms yeah. of like the, how nuanced our understanding of the situation is. But. Well, the whole time you're just like, yes, figure it out, leave, yeah, like, right, come right, on, yeah. you know? I think those scenes also in the, uh, or, like, behind the moon, like, it looks like like people in, uh, who are part of the production are, oh, like, living so in the actual looking. moon. Yeah. But you also get quick insights into the repetitive and mundane natures of their lives. Like, when Paul Giamatti and the other guy mm-hmm. that are watch, supposed to be watching these cameras 24-7 are just looking and they're like, oh, come on, mm-hmm. we come to work, we do our job, like, we, this is there's, our life. There's one part, too, where, like, they show, like, Ed Harris and all the crew and stuff, and, like, all the stuff is, like, <sighs> there's, like, that in the background, but all of the equipment and everything is, like, black and red and stuff, and I was like, are they in the fucking Death Star? Like, why <laughs> definitely <laughs> this? Westworld meets Death Star. Yeah. And you're like, you, know, you start to see parallels between their lives and, like... You know, Truman showing up to his insurance sh- sales job at, like, every day, talking to the same people over and over. Which, in reality, I have to believe, like, people wouldn't be watching for this long. Or at least, like, they'd only tune in when things were, like, about to get crazy. Because, like, there must have been so many days of just the most mundane, boring shit ever. Like, I don't know, but, like, the Kardashians, man. Big Brother. They yeah, but there's always dumb bullshit going on in those but, shows, I assume. I mean, I don't know, I don't watch it. It reminds me, too, of a concept that just came up in a fucking... It's just in, like, a punk song mm. from a band called Piss Jeans from, like, Philly and Lehigh Valley. Uh, it's a song called uh, Ignore Cam, <laughs> the conceit of which is, like, people are paying for someone to ignore them on the internet. Mm. <laughs> is that a thing? I don't know, it but it's a song. It's just really great. Right. <laughs> but it does happen, right? Like, a lot of YouTubers, they, like, vlog their day, and sometimes it's just someone cleaning their fucking house, and you best believe I'm watching that shit. So, like, I think that people genuinely do do that, because people are just <laughs> But, like, people hearts, wouldn't nosy. flip and just be like, what else is on? Like, you know? Like, oh, cool. Like, Truman's sleeping now. <laughs> like, what else, what else can I do? I don't know. Comfort. Speaking of Truman sleeping, uh, there's a scene where it's it's from Kristoff, the director's perspective, mm-hmm. uh, and Truman is sleeping, and then he like turns to the pianist who like plays this like beautiful piano music while Truman's sleeping, and it's like Philip Glass. He like does like a cameo <laughs> in this movie. He, Wait, like, are you serious? Yeah, really? Like, so oh, he, that's crazy. He and this other guy, William von Burkhard, I don't know, some uh, Burkhard von Dolwitz. He and Philip Glass wrote the score for the movie. Huh. And Wait, this, Philip, wow. Yeah, I and, but I didn't know that, like... That makes a lot of sense. Like, because it's, it's like, dun, like, dun, this, yeah. like, beautiful <laughs> piano music. I was like, Truman is snoring. But, um, yeah, so... Any, any other thoughts about... Um, the advertisement stuff? The product it? placements, yes! Yeah, um, which, I mean, you see so much of that throughout it, which is really funny. Um, mm. I also just want to say that, because I just saw this recently again, um, Philip Glass also did the music for Candyman. Um, Ooh, what? <laughs> yeah. That makes so much sense. Right? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but, um, you know, like, there's a part where, like, someone he's talking to, like, kind of, like, 
friendly, like, pushes him into a billboard to, like, get the view of the billboard and what it says. <laughs> right. Um, but, like, Sam and I watched this clip earlier because, like, I just think it's the funniest thing, and it's when, like, um, Truman and his wife are, like, in a legitimate fight about stuff, and she's just like, why don't you try this, like, cocoa, blah, 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 and she's, like, doing it like an ad, and he just goes, who are you talking yeah, to? Right. <laughs> It's like there's no one here. <laughs> Laura Linney's performance. She's very she good. She is Great. fucking amazing. And she, it's like for her, this is a performance and this is a role. And she commits to it 100%. Like which is as her character playing a character. Yeah. Which is horrifying, yeah. especially at this moment when Truman has had enough. He like He's like, all right, we're getting the fuck out of here. We're getting in the car and we're driving away. And of course, like everything it's increasingly him. impossible. For disasters to, that don't right right there's a fire there. in the forest people in hazmat suits are trying to chase them around there's traffic <laughs> and everything like that and they come back and like this yeah they're both there's, just have no idea what to do but laura linney her character meryl just like completely switches gears puts on a huge smiles like how about some cocoa and he's like what yeah. The and then and then they get into a fight and then she's finally like I can't do this anymore. This isn't professional. And she cries this is out. crossing the boundaries yeah. of like yeah. what I understand to be my role. Like I'm not putting myself in danger for mm -hmm. the sake of yeah. fucking entertainment. I don't get paid enough. It, like <laughs> But then even then she switches cuz she says something like uh like dear god like help me or something and he's like who are you talking to? And then she starts laughing again and you're like what the hell is happening here? Yeah. Like everything in the scene is crazy. Yeah. It's like switching from her like herself to her role to her yeah. yeah and she i think she does such an amazing i mean i love her in every role her she especially really but good. everyone else in that like too it's just like mm -hmm. to think like the actors just were like sure i'll live here for the rest of my life then like do these roles for the rest of my life which i guess like you know like you're talking about like the kardashians and stuff which i don't watch but i guess at the same time like they are kind of like a persona and like they are having cameras follow them all the time so i guess it's like yeah just like you know fucking watch me do shit all yeah, the time. Yeah, steady and cash flow. It's just, like, crazy right. to think, like, Laura Linney, who obviously doesn't really like Truman or anything like that, is, like, playing a, a role the whole time, but is, like, willing to have, like, a fucking baby and raise a family with this person, potentially, is, like, totally batshit insane to me. Like, And then that gets into, even though they're actors, it's part of, like, supposedly professional experience. What is, like, what is any like uh, what does the yeah. industry like have people do for the sake of mm -hmm. like yeah. and like art and tv and show um and oh when St ah, i can't remember his name the guy who plays stan beeman in the americans i don't know his role is, is it his, Noah, his best friend or whatever Noah emmerich's Noah character emmerich. yeah when truman is like is trying to open up to him who he's grown up with and his, the friend's character gives him these like very encouraging words and reassurances and when it's he's just like if if the town was in on it i'd have to be in on it too <laughs> and please no i i'm not lying and it's christoph speaking into an earpiece yeah. feeding him the lines the whole time you're like damn this is sad it's and, so and there's horrifying. another thing they cut from the script too which was uh when they're searching for truman um that friend i'm sorry what's his name again Oh, we can call him Stan. Damon. I see him in stuff Noah all Emmerich. the time. Noah Emmerich, Noah Emmerich. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't recall the character's name, but um, yeah, his best friend or his uh, within this manufactured reality, his best Marlin. friend. His name is Marlin. Marlin. I'll probably just edit all that stammering out. Uh, so when Marlin, <laughs> uh, 
So when Marlin uh, is like uh, as part of the search party, there's a deleted scene where uh, he finds Truman, and as the actor, has this has this moment where he kind of drops his role and lets Truman go. Uh, but that's a scene that it was apparently cut from the movie. Oh, that mm. would have been interesting. Yeah. Because it's really only Sylvia who's like the the one with a good conscience. Like by the end of it, that you see is like one of yeah, these actors. Right, yeah, from who's defected from the show yeah. was removed, and this is like one instance where someone who's still a very insular uh, part of the operation and uh, like a, an actor still playing a role mm. um, just kind of has to confront his role in all of this at, 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 in the face of like a truly frightened and fleeing Truman and just has to let him go. Yeah, um, like is, so it, is, cool is it worth it? Include, I guess I don't know. You'd even think, like, the woman who played his mother would have, like, some sort of sense of, like, responsibility after all of these years of pretending to be his mother. Yeah, of, like, but, yeah. no, I'm just going to keep letting you think, like, <laughs> you're crazy. You you didn't see your father as a homeless person. I see him all the time in everyone's face. And it's like, he's like, no, like, I actually saw this. <laughs> we don't live in a dome. It's fine. Yeah. Um, do you think this movie could be made today with the same, like, I think it would have to have a different tone. I'm curious if it was, like, made with the craze of, like, the found footage. Of what if it was done the style of, like, paranormal activity? Like, you only saw it in the cameras that the people on... Ew. I don't know. It's just... I bet that that's what they would try to do. so good. Yeah. But it would have... I don't know. I feel like at this point in time, like, there's a reason why, like, Black Mirror is such a big deal. And it's because it's, like, super dark and... I don't know, like, I think we're so, like, I feel like we all kind of realize we're, like, starting to live in a fucking dystopian We're in the darkest timeline. And so, like, something like this coming out now, I just feel like maybe wouldn't resonate as much or as well. I don't know. And it has a lot of different, like, social factors to compete with now that didn't exist then, like, via... Vehicles of, well, via vehicles of voluntary constant observation via social media and involuntary mm. constant surveillance, mm. which is something via the Patriot Act, which was shortly after this. Mm. So voluntary versus involuntary becomes a question as well. So it gets way more nuanced uh, in the era, era shortly to follow this movie. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, it's something I brought up before, especially having watched the, this documentary about people that literally believe the earth is flat um while this this movie really i think shows you wonderfully kind of insights into this community and how people um connect with one another over this idea um and albeit it's an idea that everyone is lying to them Mm. school teachers have been lying to you since the day you were born so their earth is actually flat they literally so there's this guy that builds models that look exactly like the set Mm. in the truman show with a big dome over it the flat earth Mm -hmm. that never like is not round essentially um in the documentary they say if in the truman show they can build a uh, 200 square mile dome. Oh, Why God. can't some galactic being build a 2 billion? Wait, they, it's referenced in that movie? Oh, it's referenced Several in times. the movie. Oh, and wow. so Several times. I think it's like an interesting thing. Like, ugh, don't get me wrong. I fucking in very, in, like, have been deeply fascinated <laughs> by conspiracy theories. But I think the documentary does a wonderful job as well of acknowledging sort of the consequences or the ramifications of beliefs like like the earth is flat and that like teachers have been lying everybody's lying about the educational this one thing. science establishment and mm-hmm. yeah and that and i think that it 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 
this a movie in today's context, a Truman, the Truman Show, I think, like, has like a different. I don't know. I at least I had a different relationship with with the movie itself mm. versus like seeing it, you know, as a yeah. a kid in the nineties. But I also think today, maybe if they were doing it. I feel like I was surprised they didn't delve more into, like, oh, like, you're, you know, you have, like, mental health issues and stuff, you know? Like, I feel like if something was made today, they'd be trying to, like, fucking, like, medicate him mm. and, like, sedate him and stuff and make him more, like, docile. Or and, spray like, something in his house when he yeah, sleeps. Yeah, yeah, like, mm. something crazy like that just to make him more, like, oh, yeah, nothing here is weird. This is all normal, you know? Mm. It's like Cabin yeah. in the Woods. <laughs> God, that movie's so good. Well, uh, thank you for uh, f- chatting about the Truman. I don't know. I, the future's for, terrible. The fu- <laughs> uh, Truman Show, there it was. We're going to take a quick break and uh, come back to talk about some more things. I know you better than you know yourself. Never had a game with my head. Welcome back to Butter With That. Uh, we are finishing up this week's episode. Had a great chat about the Truman Show. Now we are going to answer this week's whiteboard question. And that was, create your own reality TV show. What would it be? Who would be involved? And what um, insight into the world would it provide audiences? <laughs> None. None. <laughs> yeah, I mean, none. In the true tradition of reality um, TV. In the right. I, I can go. Um, as someone who does not watch, like, reality TV at all, I was like, ugh, I hate even trying to answer this question, but, uh, my idea is, uh, something called Reality Swap, and basically, um, the people who've auditioned, like, for a specific reality show just end up at a different one. (laughs) So, like... Um, the American Idol people end up on Survivor. Wait, yes. Um, the people Uh, on The Bachelor end up on an episode of Chopped. Like, stuff like that. (laughs) This would be so good. I was like, the only way I could be amused by reality TV is if people come in and are just like, I didn't expect to be doing this thing. <laughs> this is not my reality. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. And I was oh, like, shit. those are the only examples I had because I also like was like, I don't even know any other reality shows, but I was just like, oh, any any of these combinations and switches would be thoroughly amusing to me. Oh, you know what would be good. funny, though? So if like one person from American Idol went to Survivor and then one per- person from Chopped went to Survivor, and so they're all from different reality oh shows, God. so it's like not just like switching. The person on American Idol just keeps keeps trying to sing and they're like we're not this isn't happening like you just need to stay on the island off the island first (laughs) for being annoying as fuck you can't sing around the campfire yeah (laughs) 
they're like auditioning for an American Idol, and then Katy Perry just presses a button, and then just floor drops, and they drop into Survivor. <laughs> Although the, there's like girls from The Bachelor, and they're like in heels and nice dresses, like carrying food from the chopped kitchen, trying to like make something in 30 minutes. <laughs> it's the last round of chop. Gordon Ramsay is just screaming at someone. That that bamboo shit is never gonna stand. It's a fucking joke. I was gonna I, I was gonna write his down, but I couldn't. Is it Kitchen Nightmares? And is Hell's that the Kitchen. one? And Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, and just Gordon Ramsay screaming at people and then like bawling their eyes out. <laughs> I just wanted to be my bad. <laughs> just wanted to find my soulmate. Wow, a plus idea. Yeah, yeah. Thank that's you. great. I would watch this. You show have you. all my Amazon gift cards. <laughs> Why? Thank you, Jeff. Because <laughs> that's the currency or my bitcoins. Whatever that means. Um, Bitcoins are out. God, which one? Yeah, which one is worth more now? I don't know. Bitcoins, probably. Okay, great. We'll go with that. For the moment, it fluctuates a lot every day. Cool. How about anyone else? So you want to be a mascot hosted by Philadelphia's oh, own you would. Gritty. <laughs> there he is. There uh, you can rotate out a different hockey player from around the NHL to kind of like co-host with Gritty because yes. Gritty can't talk. <laughs> Sold. Um, and so, <laughs> oh right, Sam stamping the approval on that. He you look so disgusted, and then we're like, uh huh. <laughs> so you'd have you like alternate a different like hockey personality every week with Gritty. Um, you would get people um, who were mascots in high school, college mat, like people oh. who were mascots in the past and want to refine their love of mascotting, and then they'll have a chance to be a mascot in the Stanley Cup. Like nice. in the competition, so we can time up that way. So we have that anticipation of like, ooh, who's it gonna be? And then, do you have like gritty, like um, you know, sending people off the island or not giving them a rose or something at the end of each them. episode? He beheads them. <laughs> uh, yeah, gritty does something with uh, removing people off. He belly bumps but... them into the ocean, <laughs> <laughs> off a diving board. <laughs> Uh, and there can be fun different games uh, of, like, you have to ice skate while... There can be some serious ones like ice skating while in your mascot mm. outfit, which is very hard for Gritty. That sounds <laughs> hard. Um, ice skating in general yeah. sounds hard. Uh, but then you also have really goofy ones and really, like, you have to, like, climb a mountain with your mascot gear on. Oh. Maybe, like, sew your own mascot gear. That could be one week one. Oh, Ooh. God. I'm just thinking of all the NHL mascots and, like, climbing a hill. Oh, that's... You have to not make a child cry in, <laughs> when you jump in front of them. <laughs> so so you want to be a mascot coming to the NHL Hockey Network. Oh, okay. Exclusive. I would watch it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I crafted this for Sam in mind. Oh, thank you. <laughs> all depends on the hockey players you get to co-host. It changes Fair. every week. That one goalie. Uh, you decide. That cryptid. I love him, but he never plays. <laughs> <laughs> Is he even real? I don't know. <laughs> I think my favorite would be the, uh, the the like the Eastern European Russian players. Oh He's yeah. Like, what like is sure? Fuck yes. Okay, now I'm on board. <laughs> what climb mountain? Wait, donkey. So, so obviously I'm a Pittsburgh Penguins fan, and one of the players, his name is Evgeny Malkin. Uh, one time he said, "I'm a little bit die after," because <laughs> he was like really exhausted. I'm a little, I'm a bit, little bit die. God, that's such a real feel, though. Wow. I love the standard intense. lines they give hockey players to give when they do interviews. It was just a great game. Mm -hmm. Some good guy, good bunch of guys. You know, they're a good team. Good team. They played a good game. Yeah, everyone they, really uh, brought it together in the end. It's just a good bunch sport. of guys, you know? <laughs> just a bunch of guys. It's just a bunch of guys. Just good being game. dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you know the show The Masked Singer? No. Ugh, so it's God. like a singing show from Korea where celebrities dress up in, like, costumes and sing. Um, Gladys Knight, T-Pain, uh, they were, like, finalists. T-Pain. Yeah. Nice. T-Pain won. 
Uh, cool. What if it was like and like sports personalities, but they You're were like eh? they had their own. <laughs> I'm sold. They had their own mascots, and then they, they did a fun performance. That could be something. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> Sorry, I brought that up, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot to think about. Yeah. Anyone else have? Ideas. Just real quick, I, I I think it'd be interesting to uh, do a reality TV show based around the uh, crew of a reality TV show. <laughs> oh yeah, a, a kind of a mockumentary, and and see where these people are really at in terms of like uh, I, I think you get some real like uh, some real humanity out of that idea, like mm. people that are like, yeah, I don't know, I thought it would be television, but it's it's this. And, like, you get to know those people every week and their growing disappointment in their professional field because they've been relegated to, um, you know, kind of uh, puff pieces and mm-hmm. uh, just the... the that would be a thing. The milieu job. and modernity of uh, reality TV. Mm. So, uh, yeah, an inside look at um, the reality TV industry from the people that experience it within the context of a reality TV show. Well, <laughs> You know what that reminds me of? Has anyone here seen Nailed It? Yes. Okay, so there's one episode where someone has to make this kind of cookie that like is like a, a buff arm, and what ends up coming out is not oh, at God. all that. How do I know what you're talking oh, about? That, show, that show's great. Yeah, that's yeah, really that good. That's really good. Really and it it is terrible. And the cameraman, all you see is the camera <laughs> start shaking, and then the other camera pans around, and he's like crying from the <laughs> arm. Did you hear about the girl that got bumped off of uh, The Bachelor for uh, dressing up? like a sloth yeah (laughs) what is wrong with that so apparently the big thing with this bachelor was that he is like a virgin or something and so she came up in a sloth costume it was like i heard you like to take it slow that's That's just that's hilarious she was the best pick i was gonna say first of all i'm in love that's brilliant Don't know like, her name. Don't know what she human. looks like. You do, you, like you deserve much better in your life hey. than being on The Bachelor. But like, yes, I'm glad. I'm glad you're out there and you exist. So you you gave me my idea. I didn't. Full <laughs> transparency. I didn't have an idea for my own whiteboard question. Well, well. So sloth TV. The person that was kicked it. off of The Bachelor for dressing like a sloth will be the host of my <gasps> TV show, which will be following. Uh, animals that find themselves in some hairy situations. I just recently read about this bird that got swallowed by a giant 200 foot deep vortex in a California reservoir. Like this guy was filming this cormorant that was just on this reservoir and then a huge vortex of water sucked it in and then it like flew out. So it would be like reality TV show, like little moments where creatures like cormorants find themselves in these situations, always survive though. Like the seal that got the eel in its nose? Yes, exactly, yes. Oh my God. You're gonna be my production consultant. Yes, that's amazing. Whoever's on that Bachelor show will be my host and she will be dressed as a like Corm- yeah. Not a corm. Well, maybe she'll dress as a cormorant. Too. She can have <laughs> multiple vary from outfits. Week to week, yeah. Also, do you know about those seals? That there's more than one seal that had an eel stuck up its nose. It's like a. It's like it's a like thing. It's, a thing. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's like a seal Ew. fetish. <laughs> no, now that's reality. Uh. <laughs> uh. Sam, did you have one? No, <laughs> I did, but it, it can't. It can't. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll just move on. We'll have to find some ways to like. I don't know the the logistics of the show. 
can be problematic. I don't want it to be just, like just an exploitive her, animal show. No, just just have it be like America's Home Videos and just really put her in front of a green screen. I really posters for all of these shows. <laughs> if you know how to use Photoshop and want to make posters for these shows, email us at butterwiththatpodcast at gmail.com. Butterwiththatpodcast at gmail.com. Do not text Sam. Unless I know you and you already have my number. True. Fine. But if you don't, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) And if you send a picture, only raccoons. True. Mm. Beautiful note. Raccoons. Beautiful pictures of raccoons. Um, Mm. Does anyone have anything to... Or, uh, Sam, did you want to pitch? No. Okay. Um... (laughs) If anyone now, one I feel like you to... had a good thing, and I like want to so know what it did is. Not. I so it was totally self-serving. So please, let's end it. TV aside, reality is enough. <laughs> was it just a show about the Pittsburgh Penguins? <laughs> no, it was a show about superheroes, but like going on for their like full regular days. That oh, so like it... like Captain America, just like oh, mm-hmm. there's nothing to fight today. Is it just the scene Being in Winter Soldier when he runs? It. But it's just. Like their jogging scene in Winter Soldier. I mean, it's just him living his life. Like but see, I would like that because everyone would be like, oh, they're just like us at heart, you know? Walking into a corner and being like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Stubbing their toe. Uh, m- yes. Messing up like words or something when they're just like having regular conversations, you know? I can see through walls, but I didn't see this parking ticket coming. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. Yes, I think that's great. Yes. Um, well, wanted to see if anyone would ha- had anything to promote. Um... <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, I have my horror nights still that I do. Uh, Chill and Kill Horror. Uh, it's on the, the Facebook because uh, I don't do a lot of the social Facebook? media things. Um, so yeah, I think for April 14th, it's going to be the second Sunday of the month this time because I have another commitment. Um, I believe I'm going to do, uh, the Japanese, uh, movie house, um, or like house Sue, but I feel like I'm pronouncing that wrong every time I say it. So, um, it's really weird. It's like a fucked up horror, uh, kids, um, kids story. So yeah, hmm. come, come and see that. So finish your taxes, submit those, mm. and then come to the horror night. And then watch Game of oh, Thrones is that, after. Oh, is that the deadline? The 15th, so. Oh, okay, God. well, I think that's important for people to know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and again, you can watch Game of Thrones at any point in time. I'll give you my HBO Go password or something. Yeah, just come and watch weird horror movies with me. But don't text Sam. Please do right. not text Sam. <laughs> Unless you already have my number. <laughs> or I talk to you on a somewhat regular basis. True. Well, um, that about wraps it up. Did we uh, have it, someone that we wanted to mention who shouted out our Goodfellas? Oh, shit, yeah! Oh, oh. Since we're now oh. an episode behind. <laughs> Gifts have been uh, unwrapped now. Who are we giving a shout out to? I said wrap it up, so I wanted to unwrap it. Yeah. Right. Oh, who, Jesus, Who are we shouting God. out? Um, so we're shouting out one of my best friends, Becca. Thank you very much for guessing Goodfellas. Woo. Good call. Even you, you recognize Maury. Mm-hmm. I know. That was very impressive. Yeah. I probably like would not have got that. Pretty quickly, initially. too. God bless. Mm. Thanks, Becca. Thanks for listening. I don't even know if you do, but thanks. Woo-woo. <laughs> Keep on guessing. Send us emails. Uh, you know. We hope you're enjoying those 90s photos. Like oh. our, yeah, like our 
Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all of that stuff. Um, Sam does a really good job curating our Instagram, and mm-hmm. it's usually pretty funny. So Also, just let us know what you like, what you don't like. Please just tell us anything. What do yeah. you, yeah, like, what do you Talk want? <laughs> Please email us. What do you want from us? <laughs> yeah, email us. We got a really great um, review on um, iTunes. iTunes. I saw that. Yeah. We did? A new we one? Did? We did. Yeah, what did it say? Oh, Who was shit. it from? It says lots of nice things. It says oh. many nice things. Like, they're not really into movies, but they really enjoy us. <laughs> they don't know what. <laughs> We've added a lot to their, like, list of, like, stuff that they would like to watch Who's in the future. Who's parent is this? Um, what else did they say? Um, oh, they said, like, people on the bus look at them funny because they'll, like, laugh and smile when they're Aww. listening to us because we're very funny, so. Aww. I'm so close to bringing it up. I'm sorry. Hold on one moment. <laughs> we, we shall edit all of this out. Uh, the wonder of editing magic. Oh, look no further for an amazing podcast. Literally kill me. <laughs> the review is a five-star review. Uh, yeah, look no further for an amazing podcast. I absolutely love this podcast. I listen to it on the bus, and people always give me strange looks when this podcast is on because I've always got a huge smile on my face and often chuff- chuckle to myself. Uh, it is entertaining, informative, and relatable, even though I'm not a huge movie buff myself. Uh, I am never bored by episodes about movies I don't know, and in fact, have added many things to my watch list. Highly, highly recommend three exclamation points. Oh, thank thank you you out there. So you know. Thank you so much to Z24635 for your your, your review on (laughs) iTunes. You're a delight. And Thank we look you. forward we to hearing you. from you and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks Thank so much. You. Oh, what a beautiful note to end Aww. on. I don't think we can top that. So I think we're gonna we're gonna sign off. Have a uh, if I don't see ya. Good, good afternoon, afternoon, good evening, and good night. Nailed it. <laughs> and now we get sued by whoever company. I, I didn't do it because I was like, oh, I'm gonna fuck this up. <laughs>